Welcome to the Life to the Fullest podcast by EF3 Life. I'm your host, Dan Jason. At EF3 Life, we are committed to empowering people in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance, positivity, having a growth mindset is what we're about because every single day we have the opportunity to better ourselves and our world. Make sure to visit ef3life.com. Follow us on social media at EF3 Life. And if you're a supporter of this podcast, please share it with everyone that you know. Certainly a big shout out to our sponsors, Novice Clothing Company, Garrett and Nick Bernardo doing amazing things in the Albany region as well as throughout the country with custom apparel. And a big shout out to Micah Visa Super Clean and the Cody family for your support. A lot is happening in upstate New York this summer, 100 days of summer. There's so many great events. I'm personally pumped up to be part of and to just get involved, to make an impact, to invite you to come out as well to support some really awesome happenings. Um, This past week, the Knights of Malta were putting on a Camp USA as young people with disabilities were invited to Siena College for a dynamic week of activities, faith formation, accompaniment, and fun. That is happening this week over at Siena College. It's going to be amazing. The Catch-12 Volleyball Tournament to Spike Out Cancer being put on by Novice Clothing Company on July 14th. Make sure you mark your calendars. It's going to be a fantastic time out on the court. Lots of volleying, uh, music, food, and certainly the best part is raising over $20,000 to help battle and win the fight against cancer. Then we fast forward to August 5th. We'll hit double day field with former MLB manager and player Clint Hurdle as we welcome in adults from Pathfinder Village. And we have just a miraculous day where big leaguers come onto the field and teach baseball instruction to give a day of hope and joy to those with disabilities. We enjoy the game, America's pastime, that we certainly love. We did that last year, last summer, and it was just a beautiful event. We're really looking forward to hitting the diamond once again. Certainly, I enjoyed the NBA Finals, watching Stephen Curry be crowned a four-time NBA champion as he led the Warriors over the Boston Celtics, and that series ended just a couple days ago. And it's amazing because Steph Curry now and the Warriors have won their fourth title in the last eight years. And the last team to do that was Jordan's Bulls back in the 90s. So there's this debate. Is he a top 10 player of all time or not? Unquestionably, Chef Curry's the best shooter that ever walked the planet. It's not even close. The three-point king, somebody who just continues to fill it up time and time again, hitting the big-time shots. Now, what was impressive to me was what he said after a reporter asked him how he felt about winning a finals MVP. And he said, I quote, forget that question. Why do you start with that question? We've got four championships. God is great. The ability to be on this stage and play with amazing teammates against a great Boston Celtics team that gave us everything to try to get to the finish line. Those are words from a true, humble leader. Those are words from somebody who is an all-time great. Those are the very words uttered by somebody who is a team player. Not a me first guy, somebody who's humble, a man of faith, somebody who works exceptionally hard and pushes his teammates 
to be better. And that's what we're trying to be about here, life to the fullest. We're trying to better ourselves and the world around us, our sphere of influence, the people that are in our circles, and to journey with them to get the most out of them, to enjoy life, to ride the wave, but also to help people through the challenging moments and to rise above the tide, so to speak, so that way we can exhibit greatness, so that way we can instill a not only a will to win, but the desire and drive within each other to be our personal best, because then together we can achieve more. Stephen Curry went on to say something that was really powerful as well. And after finishing the the game with 34 points, you know, seven assists, seven rebounds, just put together a complete final game six to achieve that victory over the Boston Celtics. He that was coming off of, you know, a game that wasn't his greatest and the game before and a very pivotal one in game four. He had a 43 point performance, the greatest in his finals career. And Curry had this to say. This one hits different for sure. Just knowing what the last three years have meant, what it's been like from injuries to changing of the guard and rosters, you know, they had a lot of turnaround. They had a lot of injuries. They had a lot of obstacles. They actually were one of the worst teams record-wise in the NBA, but they certainly did not give up. And then he said, our younger guys carrying the belief that we could get back to this stage and win, even if it didn't make sense to anybody when we said it. All that stuff matters. Those are words from somebody that dedicates themselves to their craft. Those are words from somebody who can control a locker room. And it is a given person that somebody that truly is believed in and who believes in his teammates. What I want you to think about here, and there's something that's really important, because we're going to talk about a number of different aspects, topics of discussion today, some of those which include the importance of using our platform to positively impact and influence those around us. Christian athletes are making a big splash and setting a prime example, and then being different, living out your faith because God calls you to do so. You know, if you look back a number of years before this three-year drought, the Warriors were on top of the basketball world. They had acquired Kevin Durant, and Stephen Curry had to take kind of a backseat because it was Durant's team, and he humbly did that. But what shows you the true depth of a champion, someone who's a leader, somebody who is able to just reach inside of other people and to get the most out of them, to hit the untapped potential to instill not only the values and establish the culture, but really to set people up for success and to play into people's strengths and also to develop them so that way they can work on those things that maybe they're not so good at. And that's what leadership is about. And this guy certainly is that man of faith and he did what it took to lead Dub Nation to that fourth NBA title. I love what Curry had to say when it comes to faith and belief because you have to believe in those who you are centered around. You also have to be able to establish a culture and a wherewithal, a team environment, the camaraderie enough to for those who you're playing with on the court and off to come together collectively to believe that you can get it done. And he said, success is born out of faith, an undying passion, a relentless drive, Don't sell yourself short. You are more capable than you think. Never stop dreaming and striving. Now, one could say after three NBA championships that someone could just 
you know, get comfortable. Setback, injury settle in. You say, well, maybe I'm no longer at the prime of my career. Things are going to kind of just fade from greatness to good and then maybe to status quo. But the real champions, those who have a different drive, a different caliber, they have a different mindset. They utilize those challenges as a springboard and opportunity to become better and not only personally better, to make others better as well. And that's something that we're going to challenge each other on this journey of life because it runs full facet, whether it be on the basketball court or in athletics in general, or when it comes to running a business at your workplace, um, with your education, especially with your finances and growing, becoming better and more sound the way that you structure your household. And then obviously in our own personal relationships and friendships, you know, these things run full circle and are super important. And leadership is a key. We touched on that a number of podcasts ago. It's about fearless leadership. It's about servant leadership. It's about people who are willing to take the reins and establish something that other people want to join and want to follow because there is goodness, there is um, effort, there is really intentionality to grow the good for the whole, for the group not a me first, because that's the generation that we're living in. We're going to talk about that. It's not a me first idea. It's a we first. And that's something that's actually quite rare when it comes to leaders today. So certainly this guy is using his platform for the good. Now, switching gears quickly here, but just in the same realm of just absolute greatness, we see in the same week that the Warriors are winning the championship amidst this amazing run that they had Colts starting safety Kari Willis at age 26 announced his retirement after three seasons in the NFL. Now, this was a guy who was moving from a future pro bowler to doing something totally different. And it is so amazing. When I read this article and the news came out, you know, the first reaction that everybody's having is this guy who's entering the prime of his career, he finally rose to the top. Why is he calling it quits now, just age 26? And when you learn of the reason why, you cannot but tip your cap, you cannot but commend him for what he's doing and why he's doing it. So he's moving on from being an NFL star to pursuing a future in ministry. And this is what Kari Willis had to say at the time of his retirement. With much prayer and deliberation, I have elected to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, if that's not a mic drop at the podium when you're retiring from professional sports, I don't know what is. But the great thing about Kari Willis is, that he's not just doing this for attention, but he truly believes in it. Who's going to you know, set aside millions and millions of dollars a year to play the sport that you love, that you work so hard to get there, to live out the dream and the pursuit and the goal, and now you're putting that to the side so that way you could do something that you truly believe in, and even more so than you believe in it, you understand that this is God's call on your life. Now granted, not everybody has that call, to do ministry full-time, let alone to put aside something that they're truly passionate about, talented at, and certainly really exceptionally accelerating at. But the point here is that if God is calling you to something, do you have the conviction, the boldness, and the wherewithal to say yes? And 
this had to be a yes that he did now versus wait. He had that full conviction and he went all in. His chips were all on the table. Kari Willis also wrote, I thank all my family, friends, and those who have supported me on this journey, and I look forward to your continued support through the next phase of my life because I am both humbled and excited to pursue the the call that God has for my life, which brings me much joy and purpose. He's getting that joy and that purpose. Now, some people would say, hey, you can get a lot of joy and purpose from playing on a football field, from playing a sport that you love, from doing something you deeply desire. That is true, but it also shows that many of us have more than one gift and talent. God can be calling you today to be doing something for a certain amount of time. If you remain open to him, if your eyes are open, you understand, and you're listening with your heart, you're staying prayerful, and you're allowing him to steer the ship, that door, a window of opportunity even, might come to a close sooner than you would have thought. But if you remain open to where he's leading you next, it can be a world of new possibility, potential, and even greater impact because of your yes. And some small yeses lead to bigger yeses, which lead to big breakthroughs, impact, and communities being changed, lives being changed. And for Kari Willis, certainly he's going to be able to use that platform that he had, his professional ranks in the NFL to establish this ministry and to touch people's lives in a different fashion. He was a fourth round pick in 2019. So it wasn't a shoo-in. It wasn't like, okay, first round pick, he's going to have a great career. He had to work really hard. And he became the team's starting strong safety halfway through his rookie season. So he had to work really hard to earn his way on the field and then to stay there. And he certainly did really well because he started 33 of the 39 games he played in. So he's leaving everything behind. And that's just something that is so outstanding. It makes me think about a couple of things, how, you know, in the the gospel, how Jesus talks about, in the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Would we be willing enough to give up everything to follow him? The story that comes to mind to me is the rich young man. And as the story goes, you know, the rich young man had been faithful in every single manner. And even when he's asked, you know, have you done this and this and this? And he says, yes. Have you remained faithful? Have you you obeyed the commandments? Yes. But you still have to do one more thing. Go sell all you have to the poor, and come and follow me. And that wealth, the materialism, the ways of the world, he couldn't put it aside to really do what God is asking him to do, to pursue the call he's put on his life. Good for you, Kari Willis. Amazing. What a beautiful example. Hopefully more will follow you if they feel called to a certain aspect of their life as well. And it might not be that drastic of a change. But if you feel that tapping and feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit, if you understand that God is leading you somewhere else, take that chance. Double down your bet on the Lord. He'll open up those gates and he'll allow you to have great success because of your faithfulness. He will give you the grace. He'll give you the words. He'll line up the right people, the places. These things will all materialize in his time because you said yes to the call. This is what Coach Frank Wright, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, had to say 
about Kari's decision. We're thankful and appreciative of Kari's contributions to the Colts both on and off the field over the last three seasons. Kari's character, leadership, and professionalism will be missed in our locker room as well as his play on Sundays. I admire and respect his decision to transition to the next stage of his life in ministry, and my prayers will always be with him. Certainly, you couldn't have asked for a better send-off from your head coach. How could you not be a fan of this guy? This discipleship and living out truly what Jesus is asking us all to do to be faithful in the way that he calls us to be. So this all leads me to thinking about here the importance of using our platform to positively impact and influence those around us. Now, everybody has a different platform. We can grow our platform, we can utilize it, and we can do so for the good, for the good of others, for the good of the whole, and certainly for the body of Christ, the church in the world. Everybody has the sphere of influence. Each of us has people in our lives who we're connected to and we're deeply rooted in communion with. We have relationships we can continue to build. And in those relationships, impact is established through conversation, through the building of trust, through understanding, through willingness to be vulnerable, to listen to other people, and to walk with them. Gary Riggie in the last podcast talked about accompaniment, and it's so profound. It's so important in order for healing to take place, in order for people to come to mutual understanding, in order for people to have breakthroughs in their life, to have transformations happen. There has to be God's grace, but we have to be willing to accompany others along the journey. And the road, when it gets tough, we can't scatter like cockroaches into a deep, dark corner. Phil Jackson, the great Zen master, right? The coach of Michael Jordan. And the coach, actually, of the Albany Patroon. Shout out to them in my hometown here. They won the Eastern Conference Finals. Amazing road. And it just calls to mind this great coach, Phil Jackson, who established one of the first coaches of the Patroons um, back in the, in the 80s before he rose to you know go on to coach six times the NBA champion Chicago Bulls and then numerous titles with the LA Lakers. But Phil Jackson said this so well, so profoundly. No man is an island. No man goes his way alone. What you put into the lives of others will come back onto its own. See, we can't do this walk, this journey, this way without other people. So you're either going to accept that fact that we have to journey with others and we should desire to do so because it will allow us to be able to get through the tough points of life. And when we journey with others, we allow them to enter into our lives. We have to break down those walls and those barriers. We do have to build that trust and we have to have that dialogue. We have to have that connection. We have to have a deeper understanding of what people are thinking, how they're feeling, and why they're going in that way. And then, and only then, when we're willing to put ourselves in their shoes, to walk with them, to take a stance with them in the issues that they face and in the successes, it will be at that point that we truly can say, yes, we are like Christ because we're his hands and his feet, and we're going with those into the hard places 
holding vigil, doing the things that most people might not be willing to do, but we do so because we're men and women of faith and we do it out of great love. You can't do it in isolation. You are not an island. People weren't made for that. We know that we're built and made for community, and that's why God created us, because he wanted to have this unity with us. That's so important for us to realize. So your sphere of influence, the positive platform that you have, that you're called to, no matter how big it might be in the world's eyes or how smaller it might be, that doesn't matter. What really does matter is what are you doing with it? What are you doing daily to make other people's lives better? What are you intentionally trying to do? What are your actions? And how are you reacting to what life throws at you? Because there are people who are watching. If you want to be a leader, if you want to be somebody who desires to do things differently and to show people a better way because that is what a disciple is doing, they're leading by example. Yes, it is important to have the right words, but certainly our actions can show those people that are in our world, in our sphere of influence, in our community, in our towns, in our very families, and in our household, what love, what goodness, what grace, what forgiveness, what humility, what understanding, what leadership, what positivity, what mental mindfulness is all about calmness during the midst of the storm, listening when someone's having a difficult time, presence, which we've said this many times, can be the greatest present of all. You think of the great athletes. I mean, there's so many, but when I was growing up, you know, there's a number of them that I really aspired to be like, and I looked up to, especially those athletes who lived out their faith at the pinnacle of them all, Tim Tebow. And on my wall in my office, actually as I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking at it, a jersey signed by Tim Tebow really means a lot to me because he stood for something so much more than himself, and he still does today. And the platform that he had, he completely utilized and continues to utilize in such a great manner to invite other people and to empower them, to make them feel like they're an NFL superstar or a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, you look at the, the kids and the young people, those with Down syndrome and other disability, disabilities that Tim is, through his foundation, you know, just giving that truly that night of hope. You know, that's, that's that beautiful night where it's this, it's this prom for those members of the community with disabilities and they can have this night to shine. And that's what it is. They are shining. And like Jesus says, to shine like lights in the world. Because when you and I shine and we allow God's love and his grace and his mercy to flow from within us and that joy is exuded from ourselves onto other people, they see God's goodness. And that's why Matthew's gospel says, let your light shine before others so they might see your good works and glorify your heavenly father. Shining in the world as examples. You got people like Harrison Bucker, great man of faith. Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. I've uh, been very blessed to actually get to, to meet Harrison, get to know him somewhat, and just a truly humble man. Somebody who continues to serve the Latin mass when he goes back home. Somebody who's truly plugged into his community, who's walking with others, who is a great family man and a husband 
super involved in his kids' lives and wants to walk by faith always and live it out. Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic writing his book, Why I Stand. I mean, these are guys that are using their platform for so much good. And there are many others, men and women, doing tremendous things in the world of sports to capitalize, not in a monetary sense, but to earn the trust to walk with those who might even be fans, but certainly people who aspire to be like them because they see that light of Christ shining forth from them. And that's what the emphasis is. You know, oftentimes when we see people that we want to be like, it's because we're attractive to what they have. Now, that could be material goods, that could be cars, that could be houses, that could be, you know, lifestyles, that could be fame, that could be fortune. The point, though, what we're seeing here with these Christian athletes is we aspire to be like them because of not only their greatness on and off the playing surface, but the greatness that's exhibiting itself and shining forth from them and being shared with others. So these are Christian athletes making a very big splash, setting a prime example. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back at it in a moment. The Life to the Fullest podcast is brought to you by EF3 Life. Together, we journey on growing, improving, and becoming a better version of ourselves daily in the areas of education, faith, fitness, and finance. Make sure to visit ef3life.com and follow us on social media at EF3Life to learn of ways to get involved in your community and make a difference. Check out my latest book, The Saint Next Door, Practicing Heaven by Living Love and Discovering God's Holiness Within. There's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest. Welcome back to the Life to the Fullest podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jason. This is the EF3 Life Platform. Grateful for you to join us today. We are discussing platform, the importance of making a positive impact during your sphere of influence, those people in your inner circle, and those that you come in contact and encounter as we journey on together. We talked about the likes of Stephen Curry. We talked about Tim Tebow a little bit, Harrison Bucker, some others that are making a really profound impact. And my point of bringing up these professional athletes is, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, certainly we have those that we idolize. And I, and I say that in a sense of like a sport, somebody that you're looking up to, a role model, a positive person that you're thinking that someday you want to aspire to be like, it's attractive. They are doing things that are different, higher caliber on the field and off the field, making a splash in the community. And then you think about the heroes in our own lives, in our own families, in our communities, the people that we know in our workplaces, maybe the unsung heroes. Those disciples that are walking day by day with such great faith, that are carrying the crosses, it's a labor of love, and they're doing it because they truly love the Lord. This excites me just as much. And those people, and you're one of them. You can be one of them. You are called to be one of them. And I know I am as well, to make that impact in the lives of other people. Because... I'll say it and I'll say it again like the great Jackie Robinson said, a life means nothing except for the impact that it has on other people's lives. That's why we are here. 
And not just to make a physical earthly impact, but to make an eternal impact. And that only happens with God living inside of us and flowing from within us. Because we can't do this journey in and of ourselves. And then not about us, but it's about Jesus. It's about love. It's about humility. It's about sharing the goodness, the positivity, and the rewards that far outweigh anything that this world has to offer. And that makes it really special because it's about being different and living out your faith because God calls you to do so. So there's some keys here, some things to think about, to ponder, to reflect upon, to really pray on. And some of those involve being solid in who you are, understanding who you are as a person at the core, what your foundation is built upon, what your life is centered on, what the bedrock is laid upon. Because we know that, like it says in the scripture, if your foundation is built on sand and the winds come and the house is is blown and the storm rises, well, guess what? You're going to have erosion. It's going to crumble. But if you're on that rock and it's very strong, And that rock is in that firm foundation which is rooted in the faith, which is rooted in God, which is granted that we know that we can't do it by ourselves, but we have good, faithful friends that could also instill in us, inspire us, encourage us, and walk with us along the way. Because each of us does need that person or people, I should say, to share in that journey. It's so critical and crucial. Number two, not compromising who God created you to be. He created each of us, and he calls us by name. But he created us and separated us and set us apart. Yeah, to be priest, prophet, and king. It says it in there in scripture. You might be thinking to yourself, how am I going to do that? I'm not called to be that. Well, here's the thing. Jesus said a lot of really powerful things in the Gospels. And even though if you look at the how big the Bible is and its thickness, it might seem like he didn't say that much or that much was recorded about what he did say. But what he does say carries such great weight. Are we paying attention to it? And when we read it, are we truly believing it? Because he did say that. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you desire and it will be given to you. You got to have faith the size of that mustard seed. We talked about last week with Gary Reggie, journeying with other people, being open to the faith, understanding that faith leads us. And God, who is infused inside of us, will allow that transformation to happen, no matter where we are along the journey, but we have to remain open to him in our lives. But not compromising who God created us to be. Not worrying about so much what other people think, how they feel, what they're looking at, what we look like, what people are going to say on social media, looking over our shoulder. No, realizing you're convicted and deeply rooted in the Lord and that love which transforms your heart and which overflows inside of you and can give you peace even amidst great difficulty in your life, amidst the trials that you face. While you're persevering, God gives you that grace and the wherewithal to have the grit to overcome it because there's a comeback story in every person. 
I truly believe that. And that's why forgiveness and grace is so important. Mercy is important. However, you have to believe it to receive it. And you can't just throw out who you are. You know who you are. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you've been so inundated with other people's thoughts and ideas and all these crazy ways of thinking that the world offers us today and all its allurements. Don't compromise the root, the core, the person that you are. The person, the one that's created in the image and likeness of God the Father. Think about that for a minute. And then... Number three, live out discipleship. We know by definition, discipleship is literally following. Following the lead of the master. The master. Understanding what he's asking us to do, who he's asking us to be, and where he's asking us to go. Will you follow him? Or will you do it your own way? And in doing so, maybe not receive the greatest joy And if we don't receive that great joy, we then cannot share the greatest joy with other people. But when we say yes in a small way, big things open up. And then when we enter into these larger spaces that God has for us, these doors are wide open and these opportunities present themselves, then our cup begins to overflow. And when our cup overflows, then that grace and that abundance can pour into the lives of other people. People that we encounter along the way that might need us at exactly that specific moment in time. But you got to live out discipleship. It's not enough to know what being a disciple is or what discipleship is about. You have to live it out day by day. And that's challenging. But here's the thing. We just have to make that effort. And in making that effort, it will start to take place and take shape. Number four, being a real man and a true leader, a servant leader. You look at all the great leaders in the sports world, those that had the respect of their teammates, those whose teammates will run through a wall for them and for the team because they believed so much in the cause that they were fighting for that that's what mattered the most. Well, you're somebody who's leading others in the faith. What bigger and more important platform can there be? How are you doing that? And are you aspiring and working on your craft? Are you humble enough to receive constructive criticism at least? You know, sometimes you have to take that pause and you have to think, all right, what are ways that I can improve, reflecting on it and allowing God to work on your heart as well and seeking that wise counsel because that's going to help us as we become the body of Christ and become those who are leading others to be his hands and his feet throughout the world because together we can make that radical difference. That is the church. That is the the body, truly the body. And we're going to celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi coming up here in just a couple days. And that's what it's about. It's about going out and setting the world on fire. But you can't set the world on fire if you don't know who you are first, if you're not solid in that. If you are not compromising, but you're staying convicted and staying true to who God created you to be, then you will start living out discipleship and you will be a real man after God's own heart. Number five, not looking after your own interests, but those of others. And those people who are seeking to do what is right, 
to do what is true, to do what will lead other people in the best manner possible, because they're not a me first, they're a we first, those people, not only will they gain the respect of their peers, the respect of those who are in their sphere of influence, but God is going to pour into their life everything they need. Every single thing, what they're asking for, will come to fruition in God's time and in His will because they're doing what God is asking them to do. And they're humble enough to see that it's not about them, but it's about God. It's about His plan, and it's about the other. And we talk about the other, we're talking about people on the margins of society, we're talking about the poor, we're talking about those who might be at the bottom of the barrel, those who might be struggling, those who might be ugly in the ways of what society looks at as beauty, you know, struggling with addiction, struggling with um, things that are just raw and really hard, just hard, man. Those kind of things, when you navigate through them, it does something to you when you accept others and you look at them not with eyes of judgment, but you cast out that net of love. And that's what Mother Teresa was talking about. And that's what she exemplified when she was with the poor in Calcutta, bathing the sores of the lepers and listening to them, quietly being present and just loving them tenderly. Doing what Jesus did at the Last Supper and washing the disciples' feet. This is true servant leadership. This is truly making an impact. And we are called to do that in our own particular way. Do we take enough time to reflect upon it? To ask other people in our world, in our society, but mostly in our family, in our tight-knit group of friends, where we're talented, where they think that we might be called to listen to those positive voices and then to act upon the voice of God, which is drawing us out of the deep water into a specific zone. And that zone is where you are meant to bloom. Bloom where you're planted, where God has put you today. You might have dreams, aspirations, goals. I hope you do. Those are all really important. I have them as well. You might have desires that you really deeply want to do. Maybe both now and in the future. This is going to keep the gas pedal and the throttle moving. The needle is going to go. That's amazing. Don't stop. But I want you to emphasize right now what you could do today, this day. And that's what Jesus reminds us. Give us this day our daily bread. Focusing on this moment. Who is in front of you right now? Things start to slow down when we do that. We start to become more aware of other people's needs. We become more in tune with our own selves, our own stream of consciousness, what we're thinking and how we're feeling, and then inviting others to share how they're thinking and how they're feeling as well. And the connectivity, the camaraderie, the collaboration begins to flow organically, and it becomes a really beautiful brotherhood or sisterhood. When we walk hand in hand, side by side, understanding we don't do this alone. We do it together. And because we're doing it together, we are better for it. Impact. Influence. Using your platform. How can you do that today? Where can you do that? Who can you lead in a better manner? 
whether that means becoming an even more involved father, whether that means showing up more as an uncle or an aunt, whether that might mean, you know, being somebody who is willing to step up and to take the initiative at your workplace and do something or speak up for those who might not be able to do so, or maybe they need somebody to kind of rally, so to speak, whether that be in your community where you're doing something that's different, you're starting an initiative, you're taking a step out of your comfort zone to establish a different mentality which leads to new actions, which leads to people coming together, which leads to change. Because the thing that happens when we desire to do something, when we want to make an impact and we rally other people around us, when we walk through discipleship and with others as we're accompanying them on the journey, the crowds follow. People are always going to follow. They're either going to fall to the left or to the right. They're either going to be sheep following the voice of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And we can be shepherds as well for him in the name of the Lord. Or they're going to be goats that are led to the slaughter. Because let's face it, this world just wants to eat people up and spit them out. You're going to get chewed up time and time again. If you're not strong, if you're not bold, if you're not convicted. But if you are those things and you walk by faith, if you are those things and you are a leader, if you truly understand where God is calling you today, and even if you don't know how you're going to get there, you have faith in the wherewithal and the courage enough to say yes to that call like men and women did thousands of years ago, especially the apostles on the seas of Galilee, your life will change. You will have increased peace. And that does not mean for even one second that things are going to be easy or change like a snap. But what it does mean is amidst everything going on, amidst the chaos and all the ways of the world, um, your schedule, the, just the happenings of life and the ebbs and the flows and certainly even during the most hard moments, you will have peace. You will have joy even because Christ is first place and you understand that God has it all under control. And the beauty of it is you don't have to because the minute that you think you have to and you don't have control, well, then the panic button must be hit because we don't know the outcome. And if we don't know the outcome, well, we're going to get anxious and it's going to eat us alive. That doesn't have to be the case. That doesn't have to be your mentality. Instead, you can choose a different path. You can go on the path that says, yes, I am going today to listen to his voice, to not harden my heart. I'm going this day to enjoy the daily bread that God presents to me. And I'm going to do all I can and all I will because it's not my will, but yours be done. And I'm going to do my very best, my personal best to make an impact on the lives of other people, to improve my situation and those of those around me to walk by faith even if I don't have the sight. Be solid in who you are. Don't compromise who God created you to be. Live out bold discipleship. Be a real man or a real woman for that matter, which is a servant leader. And don't look out for your own interests, but always look out in the loving interests of those you encounter. Today, I hope that you had a great time with us. You're journeying along. You're gaining such richness. My only ask is that if you enjoyed this podcast, you could share it with other people. You could spread the word. 
And again, a great thank you to all of those who have sponsored the show, for the companies that have generously provided support along the way. And our hope is that we continue to accompany one another on this journey so we can get better every day and impact lives in a special manner. God bless you. And as always, keep living life to the fullest. For EF3 Life, I'm your host, Dan Jason. This has been an episode of the Life to the Fullest podcast. Continue to check out more episodes, my books like Fire Burning Within, and other resources by visiting ef3life.com. And make sure to follow me on social media at ef3life. As Jesus himself said, I came so that they might have life and have it to the full. Keep crushing it out there and know that there's only one way to live, and that's life to the fullest.